Good evening. This is season two, episode 10, and the final days of 2021. Good riddance. First and foremost, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional unceded territories of the Squamish, Tsleil-Waututh, and Musqueam on which I live, work, and play. No more studying. This is a episode is titled um, Acknowledging the Unseen or Celebrating the Unseen. It's been three weeks before I've come to accept today as I've completed my degree. I am the first of five, six generations of our Bolton clan to complete a degree. I've been, with all the studying I've done and all the research I've done, um, statistics hasn't really changed since I did Indigenous graduates uh, last year. Um... They've gone up about 5%, and this is a a study uh, done in 2021, and approximately 46% of Aboriginal youth complete high school, compared to 65% of the Canadian population. And this um, Canadian census for 2006 states that Aboriginals aged 25 to 64, only 35% have completed uh, post-secondary education. And that's really much the, the reality. And I'm looking at a study by uh, Janine Rowana, Uh, Development and Education of a Peer Mentorship Program for Aboriginal University Students. And I really wish I had had that for myself. I had to, I had to um, do the work myself. And I was very grateful that Although I had to do it by myself, I had my um, CYC community who helped to hold me up and support me through every year of my um, diploma. And then when I returned, when my my sons were older, uh, to get my degree, and that was a... I had to overcome so many challenges, which is what it says in in the in the research paper of thirty four pages. Needing uh, positive mentorship and uh, having having people who have your back and understand what it is, and this is for for the unseen. I acknowledge that 
I was unseen in my elementary years and through my adult life until I started my diploma program with Douglas College in the Child and Youth Care Diploma. And Artemis Fire had seen me and that was that was what I had needed to be able to encourage me as well as other people who believed in me and I never I had no belief in myself I this this whole education journey since 2011 to 2021 has been a turmoil of personal educational academic post-secondary barrier challenges and, and, and parental challenges for a solo mom. But I, I persevered and, and I, I'm, it took me three weeks to acknowledge through the grief of the loss of my baby sister that it's okay that, that I did my degree. Wow. I don't know how many um how many podcast listeners I have, but this this journey has been a long journey and honestly people always say I wish I had done it sooner and I, I wish I had done it sooner, but um I've come to accept who I am as a solo mom. I've come to accept who I am as a human being. And I've come to accept who I am as a helper of the community, our Indigenous community. Before I started this, I thought I thought I didn't need an education that, you know, my my work of the school district of you know, 25 years would would be enough to be able to get me get me uh, a a job, a job that could support my family. I could have stayed in that job, and I left it because I can't support my family on on uh, on the school district a non-teacher wage. Uh, support worker wage I I can't not not with the 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 pandemic and when I started in 2011 I was 130 pounds heavier that was a big huge step to learn to love myself and I was seen by Artemis Fire not only was I seen, but I was accepted and put forward for an award. There was no monetary, it was just an, it was, it was an award. And, and to have that honor in 2013 as a community, a community person was, was a huge step forward for me. And it was unknown territory. So I finished my degree and had attempted to go to work with the ministry 
thinking that the diploma would be enough of an education and and there was no outreach work with families so I declined that offer after three months I could continue but I declined it and I tried to look for work and with my diploma and with my 25 years 20 years 25 years of community service that wasn't enough I did not get a job for two years although I tried I could only get work overnight at Save On Foods as a, a online shopper Minimum wage, $10 an hour. And then Mark's Rick Warehouse, minimum wage, working uh, three weeks just to be able to pay my rent. And then the final week to be able to provide food sustenance for my family. And that wasn't enough to take care of my two kids, my two sons. I was also married and that 18 year relationship ended and I had to really work on myself I had to learn to love myself and to accept that some things are just not meant to be I got the gift of my my son from that marriage and I have been fine with that for two years now. It's a long, hard road for me being the unseen and, and trying to not walk the good red road, but trying to, you know, um, trying to be a human being and, and connect with people and having people connect with my sons and and that's so important and we've had to I've had to I've had to cut off uh, 90% of my family because there was no support for my sons and the lateral violence I've said in previous podcasts um, they're not welcome in my home and my family life and my son's life so I've had uh, a number of a number of barriers just in just trying to live and then the educational barriers the the last couple of years of my degree I could not plar my experience I tried to and the colonial institution did not accept that I tried to have transfer credits of three courses and the colonial institution waited um, some eight months to finally come through and only approve one Aboriginal studies for my child and youth care degree and not all three. So I took three courses because that's what I needed to uh, complete my degree and take other courses and then again the colonial institution took one out of the three courses I was taking and that was the one I was getting a B in and take that one away from my graduation requirements without an explanation. So I basically took that course and and paid for that course for nothing. But being an Indian I could have quit. 
I could have quit and dropped that course. But I've accepted so many challenges through this degree that I just was a stubborn Indian and I enjoyed the learning Canadian legal systems and I just I just wanted to put up my middle finger and just say screw all of you I'm just going to do this because you know I'm already 75% through and then you include um, having one eye last year at this time um, for a year, I had one eye, and trying to read my my uh, required reading was extremely difficult. And my diabetes, um, has been hard to try and do that while being a, a mom. And I could. I couldn't afford to take care of um, my my teenage son and my adult son um, just on my student loan. So I went back to school in September full time. I took three credits, one credit, one course. The colonial institution said, "Screw you! You don't, you can't use that." So I had the two other mandatory courses to be able to complete my degree which I did successfully. And I also took on a full-time job. So seeing the unseen, I have a lot of barriers, financial hardships, housing. Um, we're in, again, like I'd said in previous podcasts, we're in a very uh, tiny two-and-a-half bedroom. But my sons are happy we have a space, a quiet space to, to call our own, to call our home, and with Yatalia's cat. And two years of the pandemic, and trying to learn with my learning dis- disability, my bad working memory, two-dimensional world learning it's been very difficult I really although we had to wear masks as soon as we came into the college um, wearing the masks were difficult but (coughs) excuse me (coughs) it had to be done so seeing the unseen there's a a ton of barriers but there's also uh, being Fran and as I reflect upon this, my my success, I have a lot of uh, CYC classmates here and there in different classes that started the, in the program when I started and, and had made relationships with me. And, and in this last, last course, I had a classmate in two classes and um, she was amazing to help uh, reiterate what the our professors had to say and an overwhelming an overwhelming loss of half of me and my baby sister passing and how the creator
makes this world. My sister passed in the middle of August. And in October, while I was working and going to school full-time, her three youngest children reached out and found their auntie, me. My dad and my high school friend has been walking with me through my grief, making sure that I eat. And... I completed my degree successfully and I wasn't in a mood to celebrate. It's been three weeks since I've completed it and I'm finally feeling ready because the creator put this, put this on a clear path sometimes. And my baby sister's oldest son had a son. So now my sister has a granddaughter and a grandson. And I'm just going to take a layer of that grief and I'm going to put it down permanently and, and lighten my heart and my spirit and grace the world with celebrating the unseen. Those of you may not think about entering the colonial world, no matter how much culture or how much language or how much interdependence you have, but I cannot tell you how grateful I am that I persevered and, and challenged myself because there's so much more that I know now and I'm very cautious of of you know, the, the energy that's around me and, and what I intend and and there's no there's no hard words. There's there's no hatred. I have I have done this with my indigenous community and my my classmate community to help hold me up. Friends and past love said that they'd help me and they didn't. Other friends stepped forward and and did help me and have helped me and I've I've been in their lives and and hope to continue on a on a on a clearer path a lighter path. My nieces and nephew found me. I'm no longer the unseen. Thank you for listening. Wow.